0: You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, and you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, I want to give a big shout-out to everybody listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Also, you could be watching now so many places. You could be uh, streaming live on the YouTube channel for the Fantasy Sports Network, on Twitter, on Facebook on Periscope. Yo, come on inside to Studio 34 because right here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we help you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boys down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery with me. A big shout-out and dilly-dilly to my man, the manimal, Chris Pavona, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. And it is Friday, so we have my boy, the analyst, Chris Ventra, down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery. He's only here on Fridays these days, so we're going to catch him up With all the fun and functional sports radio a little bit later on as we check in with the hashtag cipher, We got a big show for you on a Friday. I'll give you all the news and notes as you slide into the last weekend before the Super Bowl. We'll talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl, about that skills competition that happened. And we have to update a story. Remember, I played the clip of Ali Raceman giving testimony um, earlier in this week. And has this not mushroom cloud this week or what? I'm talking about the uh, USA Gymnastics I'm talking about Michigan State now involved in a fairly deep level so I'll get into that as well and of course we have the Stats Over Beat Cypher if you want to hit me up you can by following me on Twitter at Spittin Speeds you could get the chat room out there on YouTube I hope my man Strong Style is down there already and you can holler at your boy at 844 843-6879 I got a poll question up because listen There's no football this Sunday for the first time in a very long time. So I'm very intrigued. What would you rather watch? Would it be the Pro Bowl or, uh, you know, one of these other leagues, the XFL, which Vince McMahon says is coming back, the Arena League, the CFL, Canadian Football, or on this Sunday night without football, you going to eschew the Pro Bowl and instead watch, I think the Grammys are on this Sunday night, the Royal Rumble a lot of people have been talking about on this network. I know my man Strong Style is going to probably answer, but hit me up on Twitter and let me know. Later on in the show also, as usual, we will put the fun in functional sports Radio, and I'm going to tell you why... uh Hey, Bavona, you'd like this because you're a hockey fan. Apparently, NHL teams are catching the quote-unquote Vegas flu. We'll talk about what that could mean a little bit later on as well as we slide into the weekend, dropping stats over beach at your boy Dane Martinez Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius of the award-winning fantasy sports radio network. Come on right back. It's happy weekend time. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Come have some fun with us on the fantasy sports radio network
1: the sharpest fantasy sports minds are now available 24 7 straight from your mobile device download the fantasy sports radio network app and listen live or on demand to the finest tips strategies and advice from your favorite fantasy personalities it's free and available for both ios and android devices your life isn't slowing down, so why should your fantasy sports? Head to FNTSY.com radio and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app today.
0: Look-in-looker look-a-looker look looker look-a, look-a, look-a here We are back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're dropping stats over beats with the spitting statistician, the stable genius right here on a Friday night. Hoping you have a little bit of fun as we slide on into the weekend. If you want to holler at me at any point this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. We're going to be checking in with my guy. It's your boy, the analyst, Chris Ventra, a little bit later on in the show. He's abandoned me Monday through Thursdays, but we're going to catch him up with all the fun we've been having in Functional Sports Radio. But let's get it started here with news and notes from around the NFL, as usual. Listen, the Pats have had a walkthrough today, and Rob Gronkowski was not there. Okay, so listen, this concussion story is what we are going to continue to monitor all weekend long, and I'm guaranteeing you this will be the number one injury uh, update or piece of news that they are going to be talking about at Media Day, so I have a feeling... I got a feeling that Rob Gronkowski will have a limited practice session like on Monday. I think Media Day is Tuesday, right? So if he has not seen the field and that is hanging over still, I think it would be such a huge topic at Media Day. I think the Patriots are savvy enough to at least have Gronk out there maybe in a red jersey or in a limited piece of work so, uh, so they can say that he is trending in the right direction. What I will say about this, though, And this is because I truly care about player safety, never mind the NFL and the NFLPA and their, uh, you know, their passive aggressiveness towards this issue. I care about player safety. So I wonder, should the protocol not only be different? We've talked about that. But what about the return to play protocol? Because the Super Bowl is a different animal than most. Isn't it louder Than most games? Aren't there more flashing lights than most games? Aren't there more fireworks than most games? Aren't there more jet flyovers than most games? Aren't there more like crowd noise and paparazzi and lights and all that stuff, which could be bad to someone recovering from a concussion? but I digress. I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll get cleared. Pat Shermer says Eli Manning quote unquote has years left And Dave Gettleman the new Giants GM says Eli still when he checks the tape still has plenty of arm talent. This now sounds like a new regime that wants Eli Manning to stay with the New York football Giants. What I think is going to happen is what I've been telling you guys for a while. Yes, I do believe that the New York Giants will retain Eli Manning, but what I also do think is that they are going to use that number two overall pick on a quarterback and I think it is the Rosen one out of UCLA, Josh Rosen but I think that Eli will wind up doing the same thing for Rosen that Kurt Warner did for Eli in his rookie year. That being mentor him, help him with the playbook, start the first, you know, six to eight games, and then eventually give way maybe to the rookie when he is ready. But the front office really sounds like they are behind Eli Manning. In Buffalo, sad news to report, center Eric Wood has a neck uh, injury, a kind of degenerative issue, which is going to force his retirement from the NFL. Wood has been the Bills center ever since he was drafted in the first round in 2009. Listen, that's what you're looking for. When you draft a first-round offensive lineman, you are looking for stability, and you could just pencil his name into the lineup for 10 years, and that is what the Buffalo Bills got out of Eric Wood. We tip our cap here at the Fantasy Freestyle to Eric Wood. Josh McDaniels is me. Meeting with the Colts again. Let me tell you something. This is like the worst-kept secret in all of the NFL, okay? Josh McDaniels is going to be the next head coach. They're calling it like a follow-up interview. What this is is planning. They are planning so that they can hit the ground running, okay? That's what they're doing. They're figuring out their free agency plan, their draft strategy, maybe their practice schedule, things like that, going over the personnel so that Josh McDaniels can hit the ground running. This is only because the Patriots are still playing. That's the only reason also that the Detroit Lions head coach opening is still opening. That's because it's gonna be Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator in New England. This is no this is happens all the time, okay? Last year, if you remember, the Atlanta Falcons were in the Super Bowl. At that point in time, their offensive coordinator was Kyle Shanahan. Everyone knew he was going to be the next head coach in San Francisco. They just couldn't announce it. Same thing is gonna happen with Matt Patricia in Detroit. To be quite honest, that's the same reason The timing for the Pat Shermer announcement earlier this week. It was as soon as Minnesota got bounced from the playoffs. Speaking of coaching hires, the Arizona Cardinals have hired ex-Denver Broncos offensive coordinator Mike McCoy as their OC. Remember, um, McCoy was also the head coach of the Chargers for a few years back in the day, but he's really had a bad quarterback look. This guy was offensive coordinator for Denver the last few years, worrying about like Simeon and Lynch and Osweiler. He now goes to um, Arizona right after Carson Palmer retires, and he's going to have to build that QB room up from the ground up as well. Last piece of notes. I'll give you this from a team that is actually in the Super Bowl, but it's injury news, but it's not going to impact the game. It came out that Carson Wentz not only tore his ACL... But he also tore his LCL in that injury against the Rams. I got to tell you guys, if, if I could show you, Speeds has done the same thing, okay? I got an ACL scar. I got an LCL scar. So I understand that recovery. They have the timetable at 9 to 12 months, listen, if you think about that, because it, it did happen in December or late November, real late in the season, that puts his kind of week one status in a little bit of doubt. They say today that they are quote-unquote hopeful. That he makes it for week one. Keep an eye on on that. But he'll be missing most of training camp. Most of the preseason. At the very least. Alright. I gotta go back to this. Here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Earlier in the week. I played the um, Allie Raceman testimony. Um, that she had about uh, Larry Nasser, Who has then since been sentenced to. I believe it was between 40 and 175 years in prison. And I talked about how. Earlier this week, three of the members of the United States Olympic uh, USA gymnast, actually USA Gymnastics, resigned. The chairman of the board, the vice chairman of the board, the treasury of the board has already resigned. I talked about how this was going to be an issue that was going to continue to blow up as a big story. And today... Um, the United States Olympic Committee has said to USA Gymnastics that if they do not fire or have their entire board resign, that the United States Olympic Committee is going to decertify USA Gymnastics. The United States will no longer have an Olympic-level Program unless the entire board of USA Gymnastics resigns. I think that is a strong step. I think that is an appropriate step for the United States F, uh, Olympic Committee, showing that they are absolutely very serious about this, heeding Ali Raisman and others' words, how they say they are going to further investigate who knew that this was going on and when they knew it. They are going to force the entire board of United States gym- Gymnastics to resign by the end of the month, by Wednesday, they are going to put an interim board in place by the end of next month, by February 28th, and what they are going to do is then kind of certify or make the board official in 12 months after that, okay, they're going to continue an independent investigation, remember, Larry Nasser was the team doctor, and to be quite honest, one piece that I did not know until later on this week is he was he is already serving a 60-year sentence, um, for, um, you know, the same thing, harassment. Um, so the judge did, in fact, sign his death warrant, but it continues, okay? This week also, because Larry Nasser was also a team doctor for Michigan State, and Michigan State is starting to uh, have officials run for the hills as well, okay? The president of the university, Luann Simon, who I should say is a, is a woman, Okay, resigned on Wednesday. Today, the athletic director, Mark Hollis, abruptly retired. Today, this scandal goes far beyond just gymnastics, USA Gymnastics. In Michigan State, officials are leaving left and right. And outside the lines today had a report out that there is kind of institutional – issues with this at Michigan State that they were actually suppressing information on sexual assault allegations against members of the football team and of the basketball team. It makes me wonder, hey, Tom Izzo, hey, Mark D'Antonio, did you know about this as well? You know, we could have here a Joe Paterno uh, Sandusky kind of situation. This. Watch this. The AD, the university president, have both left in shame this week already. The entire board of USA Gymnastics is being forced to resign or have them be decertified. And I think these are appropriate steps after what Larry Nasser did institutionally with kind of protection it looks like from a couple of organizations for a while with children. So I'm glad that we talked about it when we did here on the Fantasy Freestyle. And I'm glad that we continue to have updates as this spirals even more. When we come back, though, on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to have a brighter topic, the NFL Pro Bowl. When we come back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, it's your boy Speed Spitting Statistician. We'll have Chris Ventra back, too, as well. Come on right back. Hey there, everybody. It's me, Joe Pizzapia. Baseball is back, and that means the Fantasy Baseball Blackbook is back as well. It's me. It's Paul Sporer writing starting pitching profiles. It's Jake Sealy. It's Sammy Reed writing DFS. It's a whole lot of greatness right here for you. You can get the new Fantasy Blackbook for baseball on Amazon, on iTunes. You can get it in paperback. You can get it for your Kindle. You can get it anywhere you want, but make sure you get it, because once you go Blackbook, you never go back. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is, yo. But if it wasn't for the Bronx, yeah. Big shout-out to the Boogie Down Bronx. It's the home of Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius. Shout-out to Liberty Finder on Twitter, always hitting me up, knowing that I've added the stable genius to my AKAs, hitting me up. He was on a little bit of a basketball uh, road show and hitting up me and Tony Tony Me and Tony... Um, Our lineups overlapped a lot tonight in DFS. Okay, you still got five minutes left, I think, in DFS tonight. I think the first game doesn't tip off until 730. I'm going to tell you right now, we like Shabazz Napier as a punt play on Portland tonight. He's going to get some extra minutes. I like Zach Levine tonight. He's going to get more minutes. I like Michael Kid gilchrist as a punt play tonight. And listen, this Houston-New Orleans game has a 227 total. I'm going to try and get as much of that game as absolutely possible. But I want to turn our attention to uh, the Pro Bowl This weekend on Sunday, there was a Pro Bowl skills competition last night, or at least it aired last night. And listen, this is something we talked about last year. We were very excited about the prospect of the dodgeball matchup, and we thought some of these other ones were interesting. So I previewed them a little bit on yesterday's show, and I got to tell you something. Shots called by your boy Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. First of all, there was the passing, uh, kind of like passing accuracy QB challenge. Derek Carr took that home over Russell Wilson, over Alex Smith. And there was one other quarterback uh, over jo- uh, Jared Goff as well. Derek Carr took it. I think, you know, John Gruden's got to love it. Russell Wilson didn't look too good. He, I think he put up the lowest score. But to be honest, when does Russell Wilson get a chance to really just stand in one spot and deliver the football? He's better. He should have been on rolling out more than uh, just standing and delivering from the pocket because that offensive line does not protect him. Then they had the drone drop, okay? I like this event. I think it is cool. It was Jarvis Landry and Patrick Peterson. Jarvis Landry gets the win because Patrick Peterson, I think, could not handle it when it came from 120 feet high. Okay, that's like 12 stories high. I think that's crazy. Now, I like this event, but I was t- I said it last night. I will say it again. This event would be better if they had these guys, you know, Jarvis Landry and uh, Patrick Peterson. But then if they also did it with two of the linemen that they had. Like, let's say they also did it with Geno Atkins and Ryan Kerrigan. I think that would be fun to see. I th- You know, having the big men do it, I think that would be a little bit more interesting. Then they had this, um like, gridiron gauntlet, which is like a relay race and an obstacle course this, this one to me is just eh I don't really think like this is that I think if of all the events this is the one to cut this is also the one though that we see the defensive linemen and the linebackers in they're doing you know they're pushing heavy bags they're going over and under walls and stuff like that and that's like eh okay I'd rather see the defensive linemen do silly stuff like catch balls from a drone I really would that was just okay they had the best hands one I like that one I like that they added a wall. You got to kind of jump over to make a high catch. I like that they have the diving catch they added. I would like to see more, more obstacles around kind of the sideline, the toe tapping, but it was cool. Um, Michael Thomas took it on home. I got to tell you something. Keenan Allen, though, fugazi. Forget about him. He put on a bad showing uh, in the best hands competition. Then they did this new thing with the kickers, kick-tack-toe. I thought it was creative. I thought it was pretty cool. They had to, in essence, win kick, tic-tac-toe with balls they kicked. They started, though, from 45 yards out, and they weren't really being effective with their accuracy. So they moved in to 35, then ultimately to 25 yards. It was cool, though. I think they should bring it back. I thought that was very interesting. And then what they did at the end was uh, dodgeball. All right, and I like the dodgeball. It came down to the dodgeball. The AFC wound up winning. And if you remember what I said yesterday, you could play it back. Bavona, the manimal will tell you what I thought was I liked the AFC. Bavona, you could back me up on this when I bring you in later on in the show. I said I liked the AFC because the NFC's wide receivers were Michael Thomas and – Who else? Oh, Devontae Adams. Those are two tall guys, big outside receiver kind of guys. I said the AFC, I like them because their wide receivers were Keenan Allen and Jarvis Landry, more slot guys, more shiftier guys. I said I thought that would give the AFC the advantage, and I picked the AFC to win at dodgeball. Well, it came down. There was only one person left on each team, and the sole survivor for the AFC who ultimately won was... Jarvis Landry just like I said that that would be a benefit to the AFC team and that is in fact what happened what this is a boy speeds the spitting statistician once again calling his shot the other thing that I thought was interesting people said later on because Landry was the sole survivor in dodgeball because he won uh the drone drop because last year he also won the best hands competition did this help his free agency case at all I don't think so, but it is interesting and funny to think about. But as I said, on Sunday, we will in fact have the Pro Bowl. And I got a couple things to say about this. First of all, I agree with most people who don't care. We had a poll question up yesterday, and more people said they would watch the skills competition rather than the Pro Bowl, that they would watch the skills competition but not the game, was more than even would watch the game but not the skills competition. And we got a poll question up right now, and it's like the Pro Bowl up against other leagues, the CFL, the Arena League. Right now the XFL is kicking the Pro Bowl's butt. I I also believe like if I had a poll of like, will you watch the Pro Bowl, will you watch the Grammys, or will you watch the Royal Rumble on Sunday, I bet the Pro Bowl would not win that one either. So they got to do some things, I think, to bring up the excitement you know because also the players were saying it themselves i heard an interview with t sizzle terrell Suggs. he said like you know he's He's a he's a veteran at this point he's been in the league for like 15 16 years he's saying that he was gonna skip the pro bowl but his kids wanted to go down to orlando so that's what he's doing he's doing it you know for the family for the kids He said, though, all the players, though, the young players were asking him, what was it like when he was in Hawaii? He was like, that was an incentive for NFL players to go to the Pro Bowl. But that is not the case anymore. Check this out. Also, you know, remember when the Pro Bowl rosters were announced and there was all this angst about all these guys who uh, were snubs, who didn't make the cut? Well, check this out. We have had 28 replacements. For the Pro Bowl so far, at last check. And there probably will even become more by the last time I check it, you know? So even if you think you're a snub and you don't make it, the next 28 guys made it, okay? So a lot of people are still going to get that bonus money. A lot of people are still going to get that free trip. Too bad it's to Orlando instead of to Hawaii. What I do want to say, though, there's still no Jets on the roster. I believe there are no Bears on the roster either. There is one member, though, of the 0-16 Cleveland Browns, linebacker Joe Schobert made the squad. And, no, I'm not doing DFS for this because, listen... You got you to draw the line somewhere. Even my man, the Tony Cincata said he was drawing some red lines in the sand here. But if you're into that sort of thing, here's what I'll tell you. They're doing the uh, Pro Bowl-Super Bowl slate uh, as a two-game slate, okay? You got to take a defense from the Super Bowl teams because this game, the Pro Bowl is going to be ridiculously high-scoring. They're not even allowed to sack the quarterback, right? So you can't take a Pro Bowl defense. You got to take one of those defenses. And you got to take – um. A, uh, a quarterback from a, the teams that are in the Super Bowl. Okay? So in the Super Bowl, you got to take a defense and you got to take a quarterback. I do think there is some value, though, with running backs and wide receivers in the Pro Bowl because they're going to get a lot of opportunities. They're not going to call any penalties, really. It's kind of an open game. And here's the thing that I look for. First of all, I look for guys that you could stack with their normal quarterback. You know what I mean? Where there's a, so, for example, like Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen are both going to be there. At some point in the third quarter, the AFC is going to get a drive. Phillip Rivers is going to be focusing in on Keenan Allen. I think that's interesting. This also happens with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, who I both believe will be there. So maybe Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen are interesting wide receivers to consider in this kind of slate. Also, uh, Russell Wilson and Jimmy Graham. You know, it's not a wide receiver, but that might be an interesting stack option Um at least on the tight end side, if you don't want to go with a guy like Gronk or Ertz, if they're too cheap, uh, too expensive, in that one, okay. But that's it. I still think we need to change or fix the Pro Bowl because you know it's not people don't want to watch it. Uh, players don't even want to go so here's a couple of ideas, what do you think about this and I'm going to ask my man Chris Ventra who we're going to bring in in our next segment after the commercial break what he would do I got three ideas, one is make it kind of like a rising stars game make it that like you have to be 26 years old or younger in order to play, like I know Terrell Suggs is there and all that, but he's only going for the kids, you know make it be people that actually relish the chance of playing in the Pro Bowl, make it be like first or second year guys, make it be like a rising stars kind of game, right, where it's guys in years one and two of their career versus guys in years three and four of their career. Something like that. But I think you got to make it all young kids. That's idea number one. Idea number two is what about – what if you do something like reignite like old school rivalries? Like you get guys that were all playing um, in different conferences in college or something like that where you get natural rivalries from back in college or back in their youth and you build up teams that way. I think that could be interesting. Or the other thing is like let's say there was – Uh, Let's pick a team that has a lot of representatives Like the Steelers have a lot of representatives Why don't we make the offensive players on the Steelers be on one team and the defensive players on the Steelers be on the other team? So they got to face each other. Wouldn't it be interesting if, like, the pass rusher was rushing against his quarterback or offensive linemen were going up against defensive linemen of the same team? What if Patrick Peterson, you know, had to cover Larry Fitzgerald? What if Xavier Rhodes had to cover Adam Thielen? I think that might be another interesting way to look at it. But here's the thing they need to do something because moving it to Orlando. Does not inspire uh, attention. Having 28 replacements does not inspire attention. So much so that people are saying they would rather watch the XFL than the NFL Pro Bowl. Check this out. We got Eric Johnson. uh, Excuse me. Clayton Trahan saying didn't get to watch most of it. But enjoyed the Grey Cup, the CFL would enjoy that over the Pro Bowl Uh, Hank Holt saying not sold on the success of the XFL but if they involve more WWE kind of stuff would watch it better than the Pro Bowl I'm saying like the XFL is winning this poll, I believe that the Grammys would beat the Pro Bowl the Royal Rumble will beat the Pro Bowl we'll bring in the stats over Beat Cypher when we come back after the break, my man Chris Ventra is back in the building we're going to catch him up on all the fun we've had in Functional Sports Radio for the last week, including this Pro Bowl conversation. Come on back for that. It's the spitting statistician, the stable genius right here on the Fantasy Freestyle as we slide into the weekend on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dave Martinez taking you into the weekend. Every Monday through Friday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we put the fun in functional sports radio and we holler at the hashtag cipher So many ways to join the show. You could call in at 844-843-6879. You could hit me up on Twitter at SpittinSpeeds if you want to follow me and the cipher And also... You can hit us up on the chat room, okay? What we do is we uh, we got the video stream going where you can come inside to Studio 34 on the Fantasy Sports YouTube stream. We're also doing things on Twitch, on Twitter, on Periscope, on Facebook. And I'm bringing in my boy right now, the analyst, Chris Ventra. Because here's the thing. I used to love it. We used to bring in the boy. We used to do the DFS lineups and all this. The guy filled in for me, you know, when I was away on vacation. But now, Ventra, you're only here on Facebook fridays so what we gotta do is catch you up with all the fun we've had all week Hey bavona it's like i'm reminded of when you were only doing like one day a week with me flipping back and forth with don burns we had to catch you up on fridays as well so that's what we're gonna be doing here on a friday with the analyst chris ventra hey uh ventra how you doing this week how was your week i know uh you missed the fantasy freestyle huh
1: i do i do i miss i miss hanging out with you guys doing your show um you know, it's different. I, I wake up very early now. I'm not used okay. to it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm um, doing the Roto-Experts. Nice. You know, frenzy and stuff like that. But, um, Were they
0: talking a lot about the uh, Milwaukee Brewers?
1: Well, actually, that's more recent news. They weren't really talking about that.
0: Earlier this week, yeah, the Milwaukee Brewers, you know, getting Kristen Yelich, signing Lorenzo Cain. Looks like they may be making a run. But let me talk to you uh venture about some of the things we've been doing here this week, because I would love to get your take on it. Well, you know, we already talked with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. The first thing is, listen, this XFL is coming back you know we were talking a little bit about that a lot of people are chatting about it do you think the xfl is viable do you think this is going to succeed this time do you think people are going to actually watch it i was wondering if this league will have enough solid offensive linemen to put a good product on the field are you into this new uh xfl reboot i don't yeah you're right on youtube
1: they're talking about it it's a good debate yeah what um, are they saying uh, they're talking about, you know, what Vince is going to do, what right. what type of plays they're going to run. I heard you talking about it, too, on lineup block. Like you said, the offensive line. I don't know how they're going to come up with a good offensive lineman. And stuff. Right. So, I don't know. I mean – it failed the first time. It sure they got to do something really different. Yeah, they're saying they're going to try
0: and do shorter games or only two hours. Make it fast. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that would be helpful, but I don't know. You think uh, we're hearing a lot of talk about maybe Johnny Manziel trying to get involved in this, but I don't know if he's eligible because I think he might have some uh, criminal activity in his past. Yeah. You think this would be a good look, <laughs> a good branding for Johnny Football?
1: Well, actually, the guys on our target, you know, uh, all in kid Jake Sealy, yeah, 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 they were talking about it, and— they're saying they're a family-friendly type thing, but that's what the NFL is already, which is true. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know. I
0: think they're trying to get away from this politicized stuff, you know, right. so I don't know. You, I don't think, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick may not find his way in the XFL.
1: But you know what? Colin, I think, okay because what he did wasn't illegal or anything I understand, like that.
0: but they just don't want the drama around it, you know. But they, they need say-
1: to bring viewership. How else are they going to bring viewership? I think it might be a good idea to bring controversial people onto the Tim Tebow. The it, well, Tim Tebow, yeah, you could bring Tim Tebow. I mean, anything that's going to get you viewership and want people, make people watch and come to the games, I think they should do because, listen, it's the XFL. Chances are. Right. Take a chance. Yeah, you yeah, can't no, you're going to fail again.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Let me ask you this. One of the things we've been railing about this uh, week has been, I've been saying, you know, the concussion protocol is a joke, especially here yeah. in the playoffs, you know, and as you know, Rob Gronkowski got his bell rung, and I've been saying that, listen, they're going to, they, you know, unaffiliated neurotrauma consultants, you know, I got that and a token will get you home. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, listen, what do you think? You know, they kept, the NFL came out and cleared the Panthers of any wrongdoing, cleared the Texans of any wrongdoing, and the Tom Savage, remember when he was like seizing on the floor. Yeah. And then they added that it was irresponsible of people like your boy Speeds the Spittin' Statistician to take any umbrage about what's going on. What do you think about this, uh, the concussion protocol and the way they're playing it here in the NFL?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's good to have a protocol when sure. it comes to your head injuries. But of course, listen.
0: But they're it, not following it, bro. I know. You know, Russell Wilson, the Seahawks got fined a hundred thousand dollars with Tom Savage. You know, I right. still believe with the Cam Newton, and now we're going to see how they do it with Rob Gronkowski with the biggest game of the year coming up.
1: Right, right, right. No, I agree with you. They, you know, the NFL. I like think do, it does a lot of things. You know, maybe not the correct way. Like I don't even like the defensive pass interference call. It's sure. another thing where the refs can control the game. If it's a 40-yard bomb, Brandon Cooks, you saw that uh, uh, yeah. last game. Oh, the Jalen, Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey
0: penalty was ridiculous. Was ridiculous. And was a, changed the entire game, that 32-yard pass interference penalty. That, if that game is 14-3 instead of 14-10 at halftime, or even less, like 17-3, which is possible as whole well. A Absolutely. And I that's, completely that's agree. That's a bad call. Pat's got all the calls in that game.
1: Right, and, and defensive pass interference shouldn't be... Uh spot of the foul play, because you could throw a 50-yard bomb and just get a pass interference. That's a 50-yard penalty. That's crazy. It should be like college, where it's, if it's like, you know, if it's a normal pass interference, it's like a 15-yard penalty, and right. if it's a really blatant, and really, flay, you know, like a, yep. a flagrant foul, then it should be spot, spot foul. foul. Yeah, it should be something like that because all these rules... Uh, well, why, not- why can't we just
0: have... Listen, why is it that 15 yards has to be the hardest one, right? Like, what about... Listen, I understand 15 yards is unnecessary roughness and stuff like that. What about if it's a like a bomb, like you're saying, this pass interference? You know, instead of it being a spot foul, if even if it's down the field more than 15, and 15 yards, why don't we introduce the new 20-yard penalty? Sure. Or whatever the spot of the foul would be and you divide it by two or something like that. You know, give them half of that. Because now, you could just take shots down the field and that really changed the exactly. entire AFC Championship game. I agree with you on that. And then Ventra, I gotta ask you about one other thing that we've been doing here, putting the fun in Functional Sports Radio. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're aware, but me and our guy, the manimal, Chris Bavona, we've been having a little bit of fun this week <laughs> with um, rapping athletes. Yep, no, I you're, you're familiar with this? So we've had, um, we had the No Nose tackle on the Washington football team on. We had Marvin Bagley the third. He's a big time freshman out of Duke Basketball. Um and you know, we've had Cole Beasley, Le'Veon Bell. Dame Dollar. Uh, we obviously Dame Dollar. And you know, obviously, if you follow the stats overbeat cipher, our guys Kenneth Cashman from RotoWare, Young Kaz and the trap game Maestros, <laughs> the effect. And so I gotta tell you the truth because you know, I I, I said I told the Cipher that I would. Mm-hmm. Every time we uh have a rapping athlete on the show, we try to, you know, rank him, you know, or put him in the continuum. And and for us, you know, just as our frame of reference, if they're doing really if you know, if we like the verses or the flow or whatever, then you know, we say that's closer to the Damian Lillard side of things, right? Right. If we don't like it, Chris, yeah. you know, we 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 call it, you know, more on the Chris Ventra side. <laughs> More on the... On the analyst side. You know, on God. the dilly-dilly freestyle. Hey, I, I'm... How gonna, do you feel about that? Because I can't... You, know, you know, people in the Stats would Beat Cypher, they were getting at me because they didn't want me to, like, talk behind your back. No. You know what I'm saying? So now, I, you know, I have you on on Friday, so I wanted to let you know that that's how we're using you <laughs> in the framing of how we of evaluate all other... Exactly. <laughs> the scale starts... The scale goes from Chris Venture to Damian Lillard. Hey,
1: I appreciate you telling me straight up. I, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell
0: you to your face I, or, you know, to your microphone or whatever it is.
1: Exactly. And I... Honestly, I'm not delusional. I'm like, <laughs> the truth is, I'm awful. But I'll tell you what—I I do have your a decent effort, flow. Though.
0: I respect your effort, <laughs> though, bro.
1: I have a decent flow. If you want, me like, you know—if
0: if, I want you to what?
1: If if I ever do another verse if, again or something, if, if and when, if. right? Uh, I think I got a pretty good flow. I, I'm good with hearing music. The thing is, the lyrics—that's hard. You're good with hearing
0: part. music. Have you ever seen White Man Can't Jump? What they're talking about—if you can listen to Jimi Hendrix <laughs> or if you can hear Jimi Hendrix. You're good with hearing the flow. Is this what you're saying now? Yes, Richard? I could.
1: I could Feel the rhythm. I know what's going on. Okay. I could spit. It's because you're
0: Sicilian. Oh, you could spit too. Well, no, I could. Spit then why me. are you? Why are you on the bottom side of the uh, <laughs> of the scale?
1: I'm saying I could spit to the flow. I, ah, the lyrics is my problem. I see. That's I where see. the problem lies. But your cadence,
0: mm-hmm. you you you're 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 a fan of that. Your cadence. You, you exactly. feel like that's strong.
1: Right. I can make that strong. I just you know. All I, right. I, I don't know. I was I was freestyling on the whim. I try to get the cipher involved. I, I
0: appreciate to, it though. Know? Listen, we <laughs> do drop stats over beats here on the fantasy freestyle. So I appreciate that. Like you said, you are not the Illusional, but at the same time. I got one um I got one last question for you. Because on Monday through Thursday now we got our boy Danny Otto, who's down there in the fantasy pit of misery on the video stream. But Ventra, I gotta ask you this, because um you know what's on the Fantasy Sports Network on um Wednesday nights at nine o'clock? Yes, I do. Popping off. Popping off, right? Popping off with Danny Otto, our homegirl Ashley Abreu. My question for you, why are you not on Popping Off?
1: (laughs) I don't know. See, like I'm a nerd I'm a little nerdy. I play video games. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. We we stuff.
0: talk about it in the fantasy pit of misery sometimes. You are very protective over Pokemon.
1: Oh, I was very protective <laughs> over Pokemon. That's not say <laughs> what I said. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm a little bit of a nerd like that. But I'm not. That so why deep. aren't you all popping talking, off? Because it I'm, sounds
0: like that's what they do. I don't think I'm
1: that nerd. I don't know if I'm that At, level of nerd. Oh, they so was you're about telling me you figurines. think that
0: Ashley Abreu and uh, Danny Otto are more nerdy than you.
1: Well, you know, I'm not saying that. That's
0: what you just said. (laughs) You just said you're a little nerdy, but you're not on that level of nerd over here. I'm smelling a little bit of beef. I,
1: I don't know if I could talk about the Jurassic Park figurines and all that stuff. When I was younger, maybe, but not anymore. I don't know if you saw the last episode, but that's what it was about.
0: So you draw the line at Pokemon.
1: Right, right. I draw the line of Pokemon. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. That's a scale. That's like, a, that's know. another part that's of the scale. scale.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But you won't go into Jurassic. I think I heard they talked a little bit about black mirror as well.
1: I played that game actually. Yes.
0: Nah, it's a show bro.
1: Oh, but there's both a game and a show. Oh, okay. I, I also watch all those episodes.
0: Yes. All right. So fair Maybe enough. I could
1: be on that. Maybe I'll guess the on that. We'll uh, yeah. I
0: think you guys, know. I think you should. The last thing I want to ask you, bro, what are you going to be watching this Sunday? Are you going to watch this Bowl? Do you care about this at all?
1: I mean, I'm going to take a gander.
0: Okay. Are you going to watch the, uh, you know, like the Grammys or the Royal Rumble, something like that?
1: I might watch the Royal Rumble. I might check in on that. Um but maybe, honestly, maybe the Pro Bowl of all those things, to be honest. All right, we... fair enough. Is, our st- is
0: Strong Style in the Statue of a Beat Cypher? Because, yo, shout-out to Strong Style. I'm picking Shinsuke Nakamura to win the Royal Rumble and go against AJ Styles at WrestleMania. But when we come back, here's what we're going to do. Thanks for spending a couple minutes with us, all right, Ventra? I'm, I'm glad to catch you up. And by the way, oh, I got to ask you, the one last thing I want to get your thoughts on. We have controversy in Speeds vs. the Kids, Ventra, because we had a kid that came in and went 2-0. and on Championship Sunday, but I don't know if only 2-0 should get it done Because our winning percentage is better When we come back after the break I want to get your thoughts on that And we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow Up on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle Get you going into the weekend Speeds the spitting Statistician, you know what it is oh, oh! Fantasy freestyle the entire board of usa gymnastics is being forced to resign or have them be decertified and i think these are appropriate steps after what larry nasser did institutionally with kind of protection it looks like from a couple of organizations for a while with children week to stay from 7 to 8 p.m eastern on the fantasy sports radio network little Beanie Siegel as we come back here dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'm about to get out of here for a weekend... But before I do, let me tell you something. We got the you know, the Pro Bowl, and the skills competition and all of this stuff this weekend. But when we come back next week, oh boy, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 52, the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. As you know, your boy Speeds has been on the Philadelphia Eagles all season long. At the beginning of the season, when I did my preview shows, I was telling you about the Eagles and what do you know? They are now in the Super Bowl. Remember, after the Super Bowl, I'm going to start giving you my team-by-team previews of Major League Baseball, right? And then last year, in that, I gave you the Houston Astros. Then in football, this year I give you the Philadelphia Eagles. I wonder who I will give you in my baseball previews that will wind up competing for their championship. But we're going to be doing everything from the prop bets to, you know, maybe I'll rank the skill players. We'll do a DFS lineup. And the other thing we're going to do is speeds versus the kids. We got to finish off speeds versus the kids. Speeds, boy, you Six and three so far. Uh, Chris Ventra is also six and three. So, if Ventra is there, I want to bring him back because I haven't had an opportunity to ask him about how do we play this because we have some new kids that are in there. Okay, so a lot of the kids went three and one in division weekend, some didn't pick, so they're still at three and one. Our home goal, Michaela, is now four and two. Four and two. It's pretty good, but six and three is the same percentage and more wins, right? So I got like I like us against even Michaela, who is six years old. However, there is a new kid who picked in divisional week, uh, championship Sunday. His name is Sammy, and he went Eagles and Pats. So Ventra, I ask you, we got Sammy who is two and zero, right. and then you have us who are both six and three. Michaela is four and two at the same winning percentage, and then you got Goose and Tito at three and one. Who is currently winning? Winning speeds versus the kids. Do you think it's us at six and three, or do you think it's Sammy at two and zero? Oh?
1: Well, obviously, anyone who has you know the same winning percentage and play less games, we should
0: be ahead of. Okay, right? so we're ahead then, in your opinion, we're six. ahead of Michaela at four and two. Right. What about Goose and Tito at three and one? A higher winning percentage, but less games picked. We've picked nine games; they've only picked four. And then Sammy, who's you know undefeated, but only two and zero. Oh.
1: Right. Well, the 3-1, I would say, is a little behind us because they only pick four games.
0: Yeah, but they're 3-4, 75% accuracy. Right. So we're at 66%.
1: Right. We're not too far off, but we pick five more games. That's a big difference. I, okay, okay. okay. So we should so, be slightly ahead of them. So,
0: so you think we're ahead of them. What about Sammy, who's 2-0? and 2-0
1: oh? and oh is interesting. It's only two games.
0: I know, That's but he's got problem. a zero. He hasn't gotten anything wrong yet. Uh, if you're riding with Sammy's picks, you're, you haven't lost. He's yet. undefeated. He's right. undefeated. So well, how we do that is we do it like this. So going into
1: the championship, uh the Super Bowl? Yeah. Whoever wins that, whoever gets that right, ends up being in first place. If he wins, he's three and zero. So you think? All right.
0: So let's say let's say you, me, and Sammy all pick the same team, and it's the team that wins, and that makes us seven and three. But he goes to three and zero. You give it to Sammy at three and zero. I can't over us at seven and three.
1: I mean, I guess you're gonna have to because you know what? We would have been one and one if we picked the championship games.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. That's, That's what I'm thing. saying. So yeah. we'll find out. We'll find out. I think it's a good question. And do me a favor, holler at the stats overbeat cipher and all your people and think, because that's what we got to do. We got to find out if we really did, in fact, beat the kids. We'll be making our official picks. We'll be telling you prop bets, and we'll have everything. We will have you covered like white on rice when it comes to Super Bowl coverage next week here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Great week. I hope everybody has a good weekend. My DFS lineup doing pretty good so far. I told you about Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He already has 10 points, three rebounds, an assist, and a steal in the second quarter for Charlotte. I like that. And uh it looks like people do not want to watch the Pro Bowl. I'll probably check it out for a little bit just so I could break it down for the stats overbeat cipher right here on the fantasy freestyle. For my man Chris Ventura, the analyst, for my boy the Manimal, Chris Bavona, and everybody down there in the fantasy pit of misery. It is your boy Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician, the stable genius here of the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a good weekend, everybody. I'm out.
1: Peace. What?